This is AgriPulse Open Mic. I'm your host, Jeff Daly. Our guest this week is Arkansas U.S. Senator John Bozeman. AgriPulse Open Mic is brought to you by CHS Inc. CHS Inc. is a leading global agribusiness owned by farmers, ranchers, and cooperatives across the United States. CHS is diversified in energy, grains, and foods, and committed to growing their business through domestic and global operations. More with U.S. Senator John Bozeman next here on Open Mic. What does it mean to be relevant in today's global agriculture marketplace? To CHS, it means having the people and facilities in place to deliver U.S. grain to a feedlot in South Korea or investing in energy production and distribution to help ensure dependable fuel supplies for our local communities. In fact, we've invested more than $1.4 billion on our owner's behalf to make sure we stay relevant now and end of the future. To learn more, visit chsinc.com. This is AgriPulse Open Mic. A number of key agriculture issues are yet to be resolved by Congress this year. Arkansas U.S. Senator John Bozeman says Congress must address the country of origin labeling law and believes there's bipartisan opposition to the EPA's clean water rule and says there's little doubt litigation is ahead for this regulation. When you look at the past rulings of the Supreme Court, this is, is certainly an overreach. Uh, the EPA says that they're not, that they're just, uh, you know, sorting things out, defining, making things more clear. The reality is, is that, that they're murking, murking the, uh, waters more than ever. And so, uh, as a result of that, I think you'll see a lot of litigation, rightfully so. And I think that, uh, that it will be declared unconstitutional. And the president's having a real problem right now with a lot of things, uh, you know, he's tried to do without Congress doing uh, through the agencies and through himself, through executive action that are being overturned. How would this affect Arkansas? Well, it's going to affect Arkansas in the sense that, that it really does have to do tremendously with property rights. Uh, they say that it's not going to affect uh, agriculture, but it will. This is a foot in the door. And so uh, you're going to have a situation, I think, where ultimately any sort of uh, water entity water body that, that is around your home or around your business or if you're a developer or a miner or a farmer and the list goes on and on that you're going to have to get a permit. Always in the past, those kind of decisions have been made at the state level. Uh, the federal government has constitutionally has control over the navigable waters. The Supreme Court has, has pushed that out a little bit further so that if there's a reasonable nexus, now they're saying that, uh, you know, that this is, is pushed out way much further than anybody ever envisioned. Do you see legislation in the Senate to address this? I do. And, and right now, uh, you know, this is a very bipartisan issue. Uh, and the reason that the president is doing it in this way through the administrative uh, procedure through the EPA is there's never been enough votes on either side to actually pass this kind of legislation. So the Senate has the Federal Water Quality Protection Act, and really what we've done there is just take all of the things that the administrator has said that, that it won't target, that it won't encompass, and, and put that in statute. Uh, of course, you know, they're very much opposed to this, but, uh, you know, if, if you come out and say, well, this or that's not going to be affected, then it makes sense to, to actually legislate that it won't be affected and then go from there. Do you think you could come up with 67 votes if there was a presidential veto of such legislation? 
Well, that's the challenge. And, and, and again, so far, uh, you know, we, there's never been enough votes to pass something like that. The question is, is there going to be enough votes to repeal it? Uh, but there'll be good bipartisan support because, uh, uh I think, uh, legislators are, you know, are here, are getting a lot of heat over this from all over the country, uh, from, from all kinds of, of different, uh, entities. Again, Republicans and, and Democrats both. The EPA also offering their volume output statements with regard to the renewable fuel standard. They are more than what might have been their original proposal, but they're less than what the Energy Act in 2007 would have called for. What's your comment or what are your thoughts about what the EPA has done here? Well, again, it's just another example of the of the agency doing what it feels like it 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 wants to do, and yet it's it's hard because we're running into a situation where the public simply doesn't like ethanol to the point of using it with a fifteen percent blend, the the E eighty five, and so it's hard to to figure out you know how you you use it in the quantities that are being demanded by the law. And so, you know, there, there is some reason for that. The situation that we have now with corn ethanol was, was always going to be a, a transition period as we get into cellulosic ethanol where you use a lot of the byproducts on the farm. It's going to be interesting to see how it does turn out. Uh, you know, we'll be working with the EPA, working with our farm community and see if we can find a, you know, a good balance. Coming to Congress, the country of origin labeling law struck down again by the WTO. At the time of our conversation, the House Agriculture Committee uh, has approved uh, what would be legislation that would completely repeal it. Full House hasn't addressed it yet, and it's an issue that hasn't come to the Senate. How do you see the debate? Well, you know, we're really in a situation now where the our, our, the Mexicans and the Canadians are certainly upset about this. Uh, what's going to happen is we're going to uh, have it such that they start applying tariffs and, and uh, retaliatory measures on other things. And so it's something that we simply have to get straight. Uh, so I would, I, you know, would very much like to to work out some sort of a compromise. I think everybody's, you know, there. Uh, but so far we haven't been able to do that. But this is a very, very important situation. You know, it's something that we simply have to get straight or we're going to be in a situation where a lot of other uh, commodities are going to be affected in a very negative way. House Ag Ranking Member Colin Peterson in the debate of the Ag Committee in the House had suggested that he wasn't sure a full repeal piece of legislation would come through the Senate. Do you see a full repeal or do you see amending the program to still, quote unquote, keep the spirit of the law? Well, I think there would like to be an effort to do that. Uh, but I don't know that, that you can do that and still be in compliance. This is the fourth time that we've lost it to WTO. And so, uh, you know, if you keep doing the same thing and you keep getting the same result, uh, you need to do something different. So we're going to have to, I, I think, work with the House, uh, you know, and come up, uh, you know, uh, probably a, a full repeal is is the answer. And yet, uh, right now, you know, there's a lot of opposition to that in the Senate. Uh, there was much debate and there was much compromise, but the Senate chamber did approve trade promotion authority for the Obama administration. Uh, what did we learn about the Senate through that debate, and will that characterize what is to come in debate on that same proposal in the House? 
Well, I think what we learned is is that the you know certainly trade is very contentious on the Democratic side right now. The unions have come out very very strongly against any deal, and this was just kind of the first the first of a series of battles uh, that are going to go on. The good news is is that we were actually able to to get it done. The president uh, has to have the ability, and this is not just about this president. This is a six year bill. And so, you know, the future president, whoever that is, Republican or Democrat, will also have the authority to work a trade deal. And what we want is we don't want, you know, we don't want uh, free trade. We want fair trade. We want uh, situations that are worked out that are good for both sides and certainly beneficial, very beneficial to our country, which, uh, you know, in the ag community they have in the past. Uh, I think uh, one in five jobs uh you know, in Arkansas is, is related in some way to trade. Uh, you know, this this is we talk a lot about jobs. We talk about protecting jobs, creating jobs. Uh, these are the kind of markets that we need. Uh, we have to have the attitude that we've got one customer here and twenty customers overseas, and uh, you know, act appropriately. I, I'm I for one am very very tired of us seeing these container ships coming over here, you know, filled to the brink with other products. We need to to get uh, container ships, uh, ships with uh, made in the USA stamped on them going the other way. What makes currency manipulation such a difficult issue? Well, if you manipulate your currency, then you're in a situation where you can sell uh, products over here cheaper, and then uh, it makes it more difficult for our manufacturers, for our farmers and things to sell overseas. Uh, the problem is, is that if you if you just stipulate in a very, very very tight way that uh, you know that, that somebody a different country cannot do certain things, it would be like uh, Japan saying that the Federal Reserve will do this or that. Uh, the other com- countries simply won't agree with that. And so it, it's most people feel like that's a poison pill with the with the with the deal. On the other hand, we need to work very hard and use the tools that we have, and we do have a lot of tools to prevent other countries from uh, you know manipulating their currency. Ultimately, I think there are those looking at this TPA vote knowing that a trade deal of the Trans-Pacific Partnership might soon be coming to Congress if it can be finalized. Is that good for Arkansas? Is that good for the U.S.? Or or what are your concerns about what you've learned of that trade proposal? Well, we don't know for sure, you know, exactly what's in it yet. It's still being negotiated. Uh, The the bill that we passed uh, didn't certify that agreement. All it did was give the president authority, you know, to go forward and make a final agreement. Now, right now, you know, uh, myself, others, uh, many, many in Congress, uh, the different trade groups are weighing in uh, to to let the president know what they can accept and what they want, won't accept, and so, uh, and then also what they want in a trade uh, agreement. And so the president uh, and his team are taking all of that into consideration, and then at some point they'll they'll give us a final announcement, and then Congress will decide if this is in the best interest of the the country, and we'll have you know a vote on that. So I, I think we're moving in the right direction in that regard. It's very very important for Arkansas. Again, if we strike a, a deal that uh, is is truly is a a fair trade agreement versus just free trade. Uh, we want an agreement that's good for Arkansas farmers, good for the, the farmers throughout the country, uh, and then also good for the, the other countries that are involved. But this is a tremendous amount of the world's GDP, 
and uh, they're either going to turn to us or they're going to turn to other countries. And so uh, I think it's important uh, for our country's future that we get uh, these things locked up and yet done in a, a very responsible, very thoughtful way for the future. Legislation has been introduced that would eliminate the embargo with Cuba. What are your thoughts toward eliminating that trade that, uh, that that trade embargo and embracing a closer relationship with our communist neighbor to the south well i'm very much in favor for uh you know uh, lifting the embargo uh having uh you know a much much closer relations with the uh, with the cubans really for a number of different reasons I, I had the opportunity to serve with tom osborne in the house of representatives for many years we sat together during votes uh, this was an issue that he was was really passionate about and he'd get up on the floor of the house and he'd say look you know i learned as a young coach if you run the same play uh, time after time, uh, and it doesn't work, you need to do something different. And we've run the same play now decade after decade, and it hasn't made a difference uh, with the embargo and things. And so we need to shift gear. And, and I think that the way that you change societies, you do it through trade in the sense you're not only trading goods and products, but you're trading ideas, you're trading values, you're trading cultures. And uh, I think that's the way that you open up uh, Cuba. The other thing is you have to be consistent. And uh, we trade and, and deal with a lot worse actors as far as human rights than the Cubans in the sense of the Chinese, the Saudi Arabians, uh, the Vietnamese, and the list goes on and on. Senator, you and other agricultural leaders fought long and hard to bring the 2014 Farm Bill into law. The appropriation process is ahead of us, and many have suggested that during this time of debate on spending, that that might be an opportunity for those who want to amend the programs or want to come after crop insurance or others. This would be the second battle. Do you see that challenge coming, and how do you weather that storm? Well, I think this is very, very important, and certainly I think we can see the the challenge coming. And uh, you weather the storm by by making it such that you you explain and, and to other members uh, the importance of not opening the farm bill. That was it took a lot of work. It was crafted, and, and this is not Republican and Democrat. This is uh, regional uh, things, you know, as you know, and and all of the different things that having to do with the the farm bill, uh, you know, in that regard. And uh, so as far as, as opening the door, I, you know, I'm very much opposed to that. I think everybody on the Ag Committee is, is very much opposed. So our work is to get uh, others educated in that regard. Uh, you know, the farmers have already given uh, at, at the office one time. And so there was significant uh, reforms, significant reductions uh, in, the, in the farm bill that we, that we passed. These were real savings. And so uh, we're going to do everything that we can uh, to make sure that, that there's some certainty in the system and that the farm bill's not opened every every year to. Can you talk about nutrition, and do you expect a discussion of nutrition within the Senate Agriculture Committee this summer? Well, we've already started, uh, you know, uh, having hearings in regard to the nutrition programs, and uh, this is something that we're looking at uh, very, very closely uh, with reauthorization and things. So, uh, and I think we have the opportunity. I'm a co-chair of the the Hunger Caucus, and we have a lot of people that, that go to you know go to bed at, in, in at, at night hungry and wake up hungry, and uh, you know that that we certainly need to to deal with. Uh, lots of children, 
And so as a result, I think that uh, we're looking hard and really can make a difference in, in changing these programs somewhat, making sure that we get the, the help to the people that actually need it, uh, protecting the taxpayers, uh, and then in making the, the uh, programs uh, much more efficient, uh, particularly with after-school programs and, and summer programs and things like that. So that's really the goal is, is making sure that uh, those that need it, uh, that we're going to be doing a good job of providing it, but also making sure that the taxpayers pr- uh, protected and uh, that uh, you know those taxpayer dollars are spent wisely on the people that actually do need it. Senator Bozeman, we want to thank you for being with us, and this is Open Mic, and the audience is yours. One thing that has come up with Trade with Cuba is that myself and Senator Heitkamp have introduced an Agriculture Export Expansion Act, and what we're trying to do there is just get uh, the ability to provide financing. Uh, That's the thing that that, you know will really hamstring the the Cubans as we go forward. This just allows uh, private companies to you know, to actually finance things uh, with the Cubans and, again, in an attempt to, to get things moving forward. In regard to security, this is just an ongoing battle. We're a nation at war. We're faced with ISIS, and uh, so we have to do everything we can to protect our nation, always uh, making sure that, that we don't cross the line and starting to give up uh, freedoms, give up uh, things that our founding fathers worked so very, very hard uh, to make sure uh, you know that we're in place. And yet again, having the ability to protect ourselves uh, as we go forward. Another issue is Iran and making sure that uh, that we have the ability to, to vote on the uh, any pre- any proposal that the president uh, comes up with, and we were able to do this with passing a law in that regard. But this is so important. This is about uh, whether or not our children and grandchildren are going to face nuclear war, because if Iran goes nuclear, Saudi Arabia will go nuclear, Egypt will go nuclear, uh, Turkey, UAE, and the list goes on and on. And so uh, there's just a lot going on right now, and, uh, and yet... Uh, uh, you know, everybody's working together, uh, trying to get these things sorted out. We've actually got some things we can be proud that we've accomplished. The Clay Hunt suicide bill for veterans, uh, you know, was was very important and, and will help lives. Uh, we were able to pass a human trafficking bill, uh, which also uh, you know helps those that are that are in such need. Uh, and then uh, we were able to pass the Keystone Pipeline bill. Sadly, that that was vetoed, but it wasn't for a lack of Congress trying. So those are the kind of things that we work, have worked on and uh, the kind of things that we're going to be working on in the future. Our thanks to this week's guest, Arkansas U.S. Senator John Bozeman. AgriPulse Open Mic is brought to you by CHS Inc., a leading global agribusiness owned by farmers, ranchers, and cooperatives across the United States, diversified in energy, grains, and foods, and committed to growing their business through domestic and global operations. For AgriPulse, I'm Jeff Daly.